Welcome to Culture Shift, The Barry Ferris Show. We are living in an American culture that has shifted from tolerant to cancel culture, from decent to rude, from optimistic to cynical, and from relatively safe to increasingly violent. But it's not too late. I hope to equip you with a historical framework applied to current events so you can lead and get America back on track for good. In today's episode, I interview five Gen Z students. These energetic young men and women share their firsthand experiences of bias. They were canceled. They've been bullied, doxxed, and harassed. By whom, you might ask? Their teachers and administrators of their schools. And why? For traditional and classical beliefs and their willingness to speak freely about it on campus. Listen in. Thank you very much for joining us once again. The Barry Farah Show Culture Shift. We've got Summer from Massachusetts with us, and I have a few questions for us. So first of all, Summer, just tell me how old you are, what you're about, and then tell me a little bit about one of your experiences that you've had where you were trying to do something in school and you were persecuted for it. Yeah, so like you said, my name is Summer. I'm 17 years old and I'm a senior in high school. I live in Boston, Massachusetts, very liberal Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and I go to a public high school. And I started a Bible club there with my sisters called Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And being the liberal school with a very secular mindset, the entire teacher administration tried to shut our club down. The LGBTQ club tried to shut our club down. They thought it was illegal to teach about religion in school. But we do have the constitutional right as students to lead a club about our faith in our school, so we were able to win that battle. Um, and it was just so exciting. And although we were persecuted, we've seen so much good come out of it. So many students have come to know the Lord and it's just such a nice light and good influence in such a dark environment and liberal secular school system. So if you're out there watching this and you want to start a Bible club at your school, I highly encourage you to do so. Or a Turning Point USA chapter at your school because we are here for Student Action Summit. But um, yeah, don't sit back and do nothing. Stand up and fight the fight for good and conservative family traditional values. That is awesome. I had the joy of meeting your parents and they're wonderful folks. I have a another question for you. Yeah. And so this is just related to culture in general. Now you have great home life, but uh, from your observation, um, what is the overall sense of things in public school as it relates to just traditional American history and, you know, when I was growing up, America was great and we all saluted the flag and it was really part of just normal life. Uh, even Democrats were very respectful. Um, what, what, what's, what's, what, what's your life like as it relates to those issues? Yeah, it's actually really sad. They no longer say the Pledge of Allegiance in school. Um, they're teaching students lies like the 1619 Project in history, which just isn't true at all. And in classes like English, which have nothing to do with history or even math and science, they're teaching students to hate America. Somehow they're fitting in a liberal agenda. Um, and it's just really sad. And you know what it does? It leaves students feeling depressed. Um, they don't have a hope. They don't have a religion. They don't have a purpose. They're believing in the government as their God. And it just leaves them like confused and depressed. That's why all the depression and suicide rates are going up and I hate to see it. Oh, it's horrible. So as a Gen Zer, last question. 
What do you think is the overall um, political belief system of the administration and the school, the teachers and all that stuff? And then why do you think you know what that is? Um, well, obviously, since I've lived through it, um, going to a liberal school, I don't know if this is the case for like schools in other states and other public schools, but my school is extremely liberal. And I've been able to see it because teachers and um, the principal talk openly about it all the time. Um, so it's definitely liberal, leftist, anti-God, atheistic. They teach other methodologies like uh, meditation and Buddhism and just some weird... But no transcendent belief in God and no, no, um, very, no, no judge of the world. transgenderism and gay marriage. And so they're pushing transgenderism and gay marriage in high school. Um, what, what... Safe spaces in every single classroom, safe spaces. But they don't have a safe space for conservatives when, when I get persecuted by my teachers and other students in class. What would you say the percentage of people who are in your high school who actually have a believing faith in God through Christ? Oh gosh, there's probably 4,000 people that go to my high school and maybe 15. Wow, that's amazing. Summer, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. All right, thank you so much for coming back to the Barry Ferris Show, Culture Shift. We've got Danny with us, and we're asking him some questions about what he thinks about culture today and what his opinion is. Again, my name is Danny D'Urbina. I'm 18 years old. 2016 is really um, a shifting point for me, point of inflection. That's when I saw that our country was really going to head in two very different directions. And so that really brought me off the sidelines and brought me into the fight. And that's when I started my high school chapter. Um, turning point, my Turning Point USA high school chapter, my sophomore year of high school. Um, in a few quick months, we actually grew to over 200 members. Uh, Fantastic. Right, we had amazing momentum. And then right when we were effective, um, our administration banned us from campus. So I think that shows you a lot that it's not just about being conservative, it's that they'll go after you if you're effective. So I think times have definitely changed. I think a question to pose is, you know, this show being about culture, is where does culture really intersect? Um, and that's, you know, when you're seeing the pop culture media, the news media, um, and academia. I think it's very clear to say that that's on our high school and college campuses. Um, and so I think that's where the battle really lies. The intolerance towards different ideas wasn't as bad before. Um, now you just have to have different ideas to be public enemy number one on campus. So let me ask you a question about uh, being public enemy number one on campus. Are you saying that if you come out openly as a conservative, that in high school they're going to discriminate against you? Absolutely. So I was, I was definitely no friend of administration after I started my high school chapter. We grew to that level of 200 members, which is very impressive um, at the time. And so... They, they definitely attacked me personally. They, they threatened me with disciplinary action simply for being outspoken in my beliefs. And, and so I think the, the question, it comes down to what we're seeing on our streets. And so I'm sure many parents, especially out there, sometimes see their kids come back home for Thanksgiving and they're all of a sudden talking about ideas that they weren't taught at home. They were taught on their high school and college campuses. They're being taught to hate America 
and you're seeing these massive marches in the streets calling for the radical transformation of our country. And that's very concerning. And so we have to understand if we're going to get serious about this fight, and that's that these incidents on the streets aren't isolated. College and high school campuses have become very efficient and effective machines that breed out Marxists. And so that, that's where the battle lies, especially, I think, for the youth. What is the motivation of the folks who want socialism? What, what, what is the value proposition in your view? Absolutely. So I think it's definitely an ideology based on greed. It's wanting what, what's not yours. Um, but more than that, I think we've been pushed to a point where they're trying to divide us by class. And so I think the more that you see, um, especially the middle class, lose faith in the system, I think that's when socialism sounds very good. Because all of a sudden you have a government that can give you um, what you didn't exactly earn. Welcome back to the Barry Farah Show, Culture Shift. We have with us Samantha from Kentucky. We have a few questions for her. So Samantha, first of all, just tell us um, a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of briefly, but you know, how old you are, what school you're going to, and a little bit about what you believe. Um, my name is Samantha Dixon. I'm from Kentucky. I go to Northern Kentucky University. Um, I'm a, about to be a second uh, semester junior. I'm studying biology. Um, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I believe in America first, putting our country first, and my rights as an American. Okay, now let's talk about just your freedom of speech in terms of um, the current culture with social media, shutting folks down if they didn't agree with what they had to say. Have you experienced any of that or seen any of that or yeah. observed any of that? I have. Um, actually, there was a, I posted something on Facebook, and it wasn't even my post. It was just a repost, and it got um, it said, this is false information and things like that. Whenever it's clearly true, it was about like the CDC coming out um, with their falsifying the um, numbers of positive cases and deaths and things like that and counting them as the same. It's unreal how much people believe that everything that the media is throwing in their face is true and they don't actually do their own research and then it's the media is on there saying, oh, this is fake, fake news. And it's even on Trump's tweets, like, they're like, this is, there's something about, about the COVID guidelines or something. CDC doesn't agree with this or you need to fact check this. Not everything in this tweet is right. And I'm just like, how, how, is, it, how is it wrong? Where's the proof that it's wrong? This is supposed to be a free country. We're supposed to have equal opportunities and equal opportunities is, is equal opportunities as in um, being able to promote what you're um, running for equally, getting the same opportunity as the other side. No matter what your affiliation is, what your beliefs are, it's supposed to be an equal opportunity to come to America and do get the same opportunity as your neighbor, whether you're rich or poor, you're supposed to have those same opportunities. So you on campus have experienced a little bit of persecution for your ideology. And what, what, anything else besides the chalk experience where you experienced some persecution for your conservative thoughts? My first semester on campus, I lived with three other girls and three of us were conservatives and one moved in like a month later and she was very, because I'm mixed, I'm half black, half white. She was very surprised when she found out I was a conservative. I was like, she was like, you're black and you're a conservative? I was like, 
Yeah, and she was like, oh, wow. I was like, why does that surprise people? Like, yeah, like my skin color has nothing to do with what I believe or anything. Welcome back to the Barry Farah Show, Culture Shift. We've got Emma from wonderful Texas with us. And we're asking some questions about culture and looking at just kind of through the lens of an 18-year-old, a very mature 18-year-old. So, Emma, I'd like to just ask you if you could just kind of give me a little bit of a flavor for who you are and why you believe what you believe and um, just kind of what brought you here to, to where we are. To Turning Point? To Turning Point. Um, I am an American. I lived in Kansas for the first uh, while of my life and then we moved to Texas. I'm a Bible-believing Christian and that's the foundation of who I am. I'm at SAS because a friend of mine and I started a Turning Point USA chapter at our campus at college. Uh, I really love everything that they stand for and that they put out and I'm very excited to be here. That's awesome. Fantastic. Okay, I've got a question for you. In the world of culture, they kind of break it down at a, sociologists break it down into different categories. One of the categories is just connected to freedom of speech, freedom of the press, uh, the second part of our First Amendment. Uh, the first part of that is freedom of religion and the freedom to exercise it, freedom to have faith. Uh, looking at the second part, um, the media plays a huge role in how that, what that looks like. Uh, do you think the media is biased? Do you think it's honest? Do you think it's truthful? Do you think it's not? Do you think there's ways in which it can improve? What are your thoughts just in terms of um, the, the part of culture that is related to the mainstream media? I think that originally it was a cool thing. Everyone was super interested when media came around, technology, the internet. I think now 100% biased. You cannot go on the internet and read something that isn't biased by somebody. Um, I think it's really sad, especially because someone like me who's only 18, all I'm going to know is biased media. I will never be able to go online and read something and trust the source. I'm always going to have to do my own fact checking. I won't ever be able to say it and know that it's true, repeat it. So I think it's a, it's unfortunate. and. There's so many factors behind it, you know. All right, welcome back to the Barry Farah Show, Culture Shift. We've got Audrey from Central Florida. We're asking questions about culture today, and we have a couple questions for her. So first of all, Audrey, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your age, what you're doing right now, and why you're here. So I, I'm 20, I go to the University of Florida, and I'm currently working for the Media Research Center in Washington, D.C. Um, I've been working for them for about four months now, and I'm on the marketing team, so I help handle the Twitter um, that the Media Research Center. I can tell you're good at it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so I've got a few cultural questions for you. One of them is just related to the media in general. Do you think there's media bias? And if you do, can you explain maybe one or two examples of that? And which way is the bias? So I'm a strong believer there is incredible media bias. Um, and that is actually what the Media Research Center accomplishes. So we call out the liberal bias in the media. And I think that is what stole the election. So I think that is what stole this last presidential election is the media. They suppressed the story of Hunter Biden, for example. And most, most Biden supporters do not even know the story. Um, they don't know the corruption that is happening behind the scenes. And I think if they did, then they would not, um, average day Americans would not have voted for Joe Biden. I think that's probably fair. Um, you mentioned something about stealing elections. Um, it sounds like you're pretty familiar with some of the layers of issues. From your perspective, you know, what have you heard 
that has not been communicated to the general public about the election irregularities and what have you actually looked at enough to say with some degree of confidence I know for sure this was at minimum irregular or outright fraud or what have you so speak to that yeah so I think even we heard Project Veritas today and I think they've done incredible work coming out reporting videos they've reported videos on the fraud that is happening and people are still denying that so there's videos of ballots just being walked out of the polling locations. And there, yeah, that is undeniable. And it is very irregular. That should not be happening here in America. And yeah, there's no longer free and fair elections. So what is the point of voting um, in the future if, yeah, if our vote is not counting because the system is rigged? All right, thanks for coming back to the Barry Ferris Show, Culture Shift. We've got Joe with us today, and we're excited to be interviewing him. He's from the Lake Okeechobee, Florida area. So, Joe, uh, share with us a little bit about, from your perspective, what you think in terms of what the media is or isn't doing right, um, from your perspective, and a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so very much, uh, Mr. Barry. I appreciate this opportunity. I'm really excited to be here uh, with you, and I, I just appreciate you giving me the chance to come on today. Uh, my name is Joseph Anitzi. I'm 17 years old. Uh, I'm from a small town called Okeechobee, Florida, in the south central part of the state. And so have you experienced any censorship of any kind yourself? Uh, I have. I believe in the amendments. Like I said, the First Amendment is the freedom of speech. And I don't think it's right because you know, there's a lot of biased things, you know, whether it be influential uh, people, whether it be Hollywood stars or sports players, you know, that are pushing uh, views from the liberal left. I think the American people, especially people my age and uh, the younger generation, uh, we need proper education. We need to learn, you know, talk to your friends, you know, share what the good American core values are, you know, push the Constitution, you know, what we need uh, in order to save this country. And um, I have great faith in America. We've uh, got, been through a lot as the American people. We've endured a lot. Uh, but this is a different type of time our country has ever seen in our world. And I think uh, everybody needs to step up. We need to be good listeners, people my age, and listen from people like you, successful people like you, and um, learn a lot. But we also you know, need to cross that line to where it's time to step up and do what we can to become leaders for the next generation of our country and world. Oh, I agree. And that's very encouraging to someone like me, old enough to be your father, of course, and to listen to your enthusiasm for the Constitution and for freedom principles, which is fantastic. A quick question for you. Would you say that from your perspective and just your experience that you've been persecuted at all for what you've had to say? I mean, you're just 17, but you, you said you had a little bit of uh, influence that was uh, negative towards you. Could you explain that? Uh, absolutely. You know, I've been blessed to really never have any like violent encounters or anybody truly threaten me in a terrible way. Um, but I believe if you have faith in something and you truly believe about something, um, there's no reason you should step down or hide it or keep it within you. Um, a lot of people, I'm not trying to get too, too political, but on the liberal left, I mean, it's okay. They feel like they can freely share everything they believe in, and it's okay for what them to say, and it's, a, it's a, like a one-way street, and I don't think that's right. And I think as the American people, we should be able to share what we want, and whether it be in the classroom, if you say something and your teachers shoot you down, um, I think we sh if you truly believe in something, you should be willing to fight for it and be able to share it no matter what. I'm sitting down in the class, my teacher is, is pushing a lot of views uh, well, how she believes, and then I respectfully raised my hand and said, okay, could I share about something? She said, absolutely, no problem. So I started talking you know, about 
um, what I, I felt she was talking about, you know, America, the country itself, the United States. And she was talking about all the horrible things that America has done. And me as an American, I feel like I'm a patriot and I'm proud of this country. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And we should be thankful to live in this country because it is by far the greatest country on the face of the planet. And she was just pushing it down and talking about how, you know, harsh it was. And I was like, I'm not going to say her name, but I just was like, teacher, are you proud to be an American? You know, is there what is wrong with this country? You've said nothing good about it so far. So I stood up and I, you know, listed all the great things about the United States. And she immediately shut me down. She told me to stop talking. She told me to be quiet. And um, I don't think that's right. I truly believe the United States is the greatest country in the world. So I'm, you know, proud to be here. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And we should be proud of that and not trade it for anything. She was just basically sharing all the history of the United States, what we've done wrong, starting from the very beginning of the roots of our country to right about now. And she was kind of, you know, instigating how she thinks a culture shift should probably take place. And, you know, how we should erase all the bad things that we've done in the past because, you know, America is such a terrible country and, you know, the American flag could perhaps represent bad things and just be offensive. And I think, you know, uh, she's just trying to act off of emotion and people get violated now and, and so it takes nothing. You shared, you shared some positive things about Absolutely. America, I said all the kind of great things. She did. She just immediately changed the topic. And what the problem is, so a lot of the kids in the class, they don't know any better. So they hear that. So they're just sitting there and they're getting brainwashed in the classroom about from the liberal left about, you know, the United States is a terrible country. So we need to forget about all the things that have happened. We need to forget about, you know, the Constitution. We need to forget about everything our founding fathers have done to set in stone the greatest country that there's ever been and ever will be. Amazing. These young, wonderful people do not enjoy their basic First Amendment rights. I mean, they're not allowed to freely speak about their traditional, classic Christian beliefs with its societal norms. We need to push back against those who attempt to force obedience. Big media, big tech, big biz, big gov, and big schools are all working together to control you. Next time, we're gonna look at how this new form of tyranny could be cemented into place if we don't stop a very frightening bill sitting in the Senate right now. In the meantime, to your freedom, and God bless you. Hi, I'm David Farah. Thank you for listening to my dad's podcast, The Barry Farah Show, Culture Shift. Click subscribe now to be sure you don't miss an episode. Share this podcast with your friends on social media and give The Barry Farah Show your five-star rating. Check out today's show notes below this episode and at theberryferrisshow.com. This podcast is also available in video format at The Barry Ferris Show on YouTube. See you next time.